I'm Maria Espinoza, CEO of Spark River Entertainment, and you are listening to the Drama Queen Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Drama Queen Podcast, where we are exploring the inner workings of the entertainment industry. And I'm really excited to have my friend and colleague on my first episode of Drama Queen, Andrew Lee. I have titled this show Amplified Voices. And the reason for that is he is one of the largest advocates for equality and amplifications of Asians in the entertainment industry, which I am very proud of Andrew and his work. Andrew's work is quite impressive and this bio does not even do him justice. So Andrew is the former TV commercial producer. He has overseen regional and national commercial productions for clients, including Dell, Sears, and the Las Vegas Tourism Group. He has also produced award-winning short films and produced seven features and series distributed by MGM Orion Pictures, IFC Films, Sundance Selects, and Rooster Teeth, just to name a few. And Andrew is now the CEO of Amplify Asian, which I'm very proud to support in multiple ways. And Andrew, welcome, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. And so I know this audience would love to know about your experiences as a producer in the industry, you know, things that you're doing in terms of, your, I call it your sweet spots in terms of your projects, especially documentaries. And I know you love to tell great stories, which I love. And also, I just wanted you to give everyone a preview of what's going on over at Amplify Asian. So let's dive in. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Um, so, Andrew, there are a lot of people who always want to know, how did we get started in this industry? And in particular, how did you get started, especially... You and I didn't take the traditional Asian routes of being a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. So how did you do it? I, well, I almost did. Uh, I, I grew up uh, not thinking about filmmaking. You know, I dabbled in some like school film projects and stuff like that, but it wasn't a career thought at all. But when I went into college, I was an electrical engineer. You were not. I was, yeah. I was pre-med. You were pre-med? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we did start upon that traditional path, Okay. right? Um, but, you know, during that time, um, I just started to realize, you know, engineering was not the thing for me. Yeah. I could not see myself behind a computer, you yeah. know, uh, days on end uh, doing hypothetical theory type stuff. Um, and so I started making videos with my friends. Oh, yeah, I started making videos with my friends. You Took were a lot the of, influencer like, influence. back then. Yeah. I kind of like pull people out of, you know, their homework and whatnot <laughs> to do these <laughs> projects. Um, and you know, I, I had that wonderful feeling of showing my work yeah. and seeing the audience react and be impacted by that. And I was just like, wow, this is such a cathartic feeling. You know, wow. <laughs> and so, you know, three years of doing that um, and uh, ended up applying for a transfer to the film department, uh, radio, television, film department. And I was very lucky to get in. Wow. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I finished my uh, degree uh, film student and uh, and yeah, went off into the world uh uh, as a professional filmmaker. See, I didn't even know all these little details. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So when you think about that sort of part in your life, like you could have been an engineer, but it's so funny, I can't picture you as an engineer knowing who you are now. And then you think about yourself as a filmmaker, you know, you knew early on, which is fantastic. Like some people don't know about that journey until much later. So 
was there something aside from this, that one moment in time where you were like, you're seeing people's reaction or is it something else? Yeah, actually, uh, there was actually a particular moment. Uh, I had been doing a lot of uh, kind of video work for my church mm. at the time. And uh, uh, they, after I had done uh, a senior graduation video, okay. it was an appreciation video, seniors, we love you. Got it. You know, uh, you're graduating, farewell, you know, that type of thing. We did a big parody of Star Wars. Oh, yeah! Very for nice. that for that video, it was fun. We did all the rotoscoping. We we like painted every single frame with That's lightsabers. Awesome. Uh, and my home church calls up and said, "Hey, they didn't know what I was doing, but like they said, hey, we're doing a summer camp. We'd love for you to do a promo video. Uh, and our theme this year is Star Wars. Nice. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> May the fourth be with you. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. And uh, I told my team and my team was just like, let's do it again. <laughs> nice. So we did that whole thing again, uh, part two, did it for the church. But this time, um, when we finished a film, we screened it in front of all the kids. Yeah. It was just a whole nother experience. It was just seeing all these kids just get so hyped up. I love that. You know, and I don't know, there's something just really endearing just seeing all these kids get worked up and then you know when they go to camp they're all in their uh star wars costumes and lightsabers yeah. and stuff just because you made this video that's you know? amazing <laughs> that is that's the impact of what we get to do yeah absolutely it's so great and it was at that point where i was just like wow i feel like this is what i really want to do now right yeah so the the timing of this is so perfect it's aapi month of course and you know we're, you and i have been involved in lots of conversations but i do also I don't know this about you. Like, what was it that led you to do your first production or, you know, like, how did you get involved? Like, how did you just dive in? Because it's one thing to have that passion, but it's another thing to fully, like, go full throttle. And you've done some amazing work. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I, uh, after film school, um, uh, I owe a lot to my professor, uh, Scott Rice. Oh. Yeah. Because he was the one who threw me in the hat, threw, threw my name in the hat for a commercial production company Got it. and I became a TV commercial producer. Um, and that was like basically just throwing me in the fire. I did a lot of sales and, you know, and every, uh, TV commercial campaign that I booked, uh, these big budgets, uh, would teach me how to use it to, like for professional, you right. know, uh, filmmakers, uh, and film crew and all that good, good jazz. I got to learn from really great people. Um, and so that gave me a lot of confidence in like just jumping into like feature work with some of my friends. Right. Now, before the feature film work started to happen, um, I ended up producing two short films that each won a hundred thousand dollars in cash prizes. Nice. Yeah. And so it, you know, it was a time where like I, my confidence was building, you know, and every move you know, that was happening seemed like a really great move, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And I started a production company with one of the guys, uh, a group of guys that I did short films with. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And look at you now. Oh, man. It's been a long time since then. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your feature film that you did, Intramural, because I'd love to learn a little bit more and share that with the audience. Absolutely. That one has full of stories. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the drama. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so um, 
we had we had started our company and uh our, my business partner bradley he had written this uh really hilarious script called intramural and it's a total low stakes sports comedy um and uh just a college a group of college guys who are tr um, about to graduate so they put everything on the line to win you know intramural football you know finals you sure know? um and so um we got together it was all of our uh, pretty much all of our first features. Um, my business partner had done one before, but uh, but we all committed to it. Uh, we started doing the independent financing thing, yep. going to all your friends and family to raise the funding. Uh, I remember a time when um, we had to specific, we set a specific uh, finance threshold to reach, fundraising threshold to reach before we could start using the money. Yep. You know? And so... <clears throat> Uh, we were pretty much all set, but right before, uh, like only like a couple weeks uh, before we were going to shoot, we were already starting to fly actors over. Yeah. One of our $100,000 like uh, investors dropped out. <gasps> yeah. Heart attack moment. It was total heart attack moment. And it, we had to return to one of the investors who had said no mm. at the beginning. Yeah. And he was the first investor we pitched for the whole project, like the whole, wow. the very first one. And we had done a terrible job pitching him. <laughs> so he said no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have a little re redo moment. And yes, exactly. And so what happened was uh, uh, Bradley, uh, it was his connection, and Bradley had uh, basically – uh, came to him and begged for another opportunity. Yeah. And I volunteered to walk in there by myself to like talk wow. to him, you know? And so I talked to him. We kind of uh, backtracked and analyzed what happened before. Good. You know, Debrief the moment. We debriefed last time. And, you know, I kind of like workshopped that with him. I just said like, hey, you know, this is kind of where we're at now. Yeah. This is what we need. And uh, And he was just like – Let's do it. Yep. So this is a, a kind of a two-part question based off of – because you and I are – we fundraise a lot. Yes. For films, yeah. for projects, last dollar in, et cetera. What's your best advice to a young filmmaker? Because it's easy to get – even as a filmmaker in general, it's easy to get a little disenchanted or scared or nervous. And so <laughs> what's your best advice to, to someone? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I, like, I like the breathe-in moment. Yeah. Well, um, I tell people that uh, I was fortunate to have gone into TV commercial work yep. as a salesperson because I got I got rejected a hundred times a day. Yeah, you know, and I think it really did help me. Yeah, uh, when walking into these fundraising kind of like opportunities and just putting it out there, doing the pitch. Yeah, you know, um, being as passionate as you can be because you love the project that you do. Yeah. Um, but then also not get too hung up on um, rejection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a saying, I forgot who said it, but like there was a saying that like if you knew that um, you had a hundred rejections mm -hmm. before you got like everything you wanted. Yep. You would quickly get through all those rejections <laughs> to get to that hundred and first. It's a good point. Right? It's like the Wayne Gretzky quote. <laughs> Is it okay? Maybe Very Wayne similar. Gretzky said it. Very similar. Very similar. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, it that kind of like really inspired me. It was just like, okay, 
it's really about just you know you're you're just asking and asking and pitching and pitching and sure. and, and you're uh, getting to share. Part of the great thing is you're just getting to share what you're passionate about, right? Right to people who are listening. Yeah. So, yeah. so to all the young filmmakers, don't don't be afraid of the no. Don't be afraid of the no. And always think about you know going out there and going for gusto, right? Because the hundred rejections yeah. could lead you to everything you want, which yeah. I think is true. Yeah. And you can, you know, there's, there's like little tips and tricks in, in every rejection. So is there a book you would ever recommend to someone about the artful skill set of negotiation or fundraising? I can't recommend a book. (laughs) No, I can't recommend a book because, um, I couldn't either. So that's why I was like, maybe you have one. (laughs) No, because like I've, I've read a lot of reference stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, but for me, I don't remember a single word when I walk into a room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking to someone at that point. Right. You know? And it's got to be natural, right? It has to be so natural. Right. Like, yeah. And, and you know, you know your pitch and your log line and all that stuff you're going to say before you go in. Right. You know, and that just takes practice. And, right. Yeah. Well, the art, the art of pitching is really, if we, you and I could write a book maybe in the future. <laughs> <laughs>